to Flickr Effect, episode 295. Uh, it is Sunday, June 9th, as we're recording this. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? I'm here. Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hi, everyone. Hello. What's up, guys? Happy hey. happy Sunday. I don't, I don't know happy I was, Sunday. where I was going. Happy Sunday. Happy Tony Awards Sunday. Sunday. Fun day. Tony Awards Sunday? Tony, Tony Awards are today? Tony Awards Sunday. I would know. <laughs> what? Man, the look. Come on. I can, figure, I can feel the look from here. And I'll get to actually see the look since we're recording video. So this I, is great. It's funny because I like the Tony Awards. Tony Awards are fine. I say that, though. I don't know how many I've watched. Maybe two? I like them. They're fun. And you get to see a little bit of everything. I don't know. I like it. It's it's, it's not just musical Broadway. It's it's like they're just the, the average plays, which I think people forget. There's just plays that are on Broadway. And there's plays that are just off Broadway, and it celebrates them too. Like it's everything, and I like that. No, I get it. It's nice. People forget. Maybe it's the fact that I haven't seen anything that's up for awards in the Tonys that makes me like oh oh yeah like the Tony's are in tonight but I get what you're saying in that also you get to watch a bunch of performances for things you haven't seen before which is cool or that you've heard of and you're like oh wow that was an amazing performance what play was that again that right. looks amazing I'd be super curious to see how the rest of that show would go right it's kind of like the off season version of the beginning of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade yes <laughs> is what you're telling me so, I'm sorry you're not watching the Tonys and you're here with us. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. What? Thanks, Michelle, yeah. for joining in. <laughs> Sacrifices. At least you'll get to see it tomorrow. Commercial free. This is true. This is true. Well, will it be commercial free now? I'll be able to skip them. Oh, that's true. Will you? Yeah. It's a CBS app, isn't oh, it? Oh, no, it's right in the CBS app. I won't. No. Oh. Although I think they put it on Hulu too, or they used to. There's something I wish. Anyways, I'll figure it out. I'm not worried about it. Right. <laughs> I wish but, you the best. But you know what? There was something that dropped this week, and I'll be honest. There was a response in our little little like group thingy that has me pondering about this drop. So it was announced mm-hmm. on Thursday. I have to look at the date now. I don't know. Hold Sometime up. this week. Doesn't matter. It does matter because exactly. So on June fifth, <laughs> it does matter. That was, that was Wednesday, right? So Wednesday, June fifth, uh, the Wonder Woman eighty four poster dropped, or at least the first one of many mm-hmm. to come. An image drop, yeah, of, yeah. Um, and I guess it was funny because I thought that um, what's her name, Judy Jenkins, was going to drop it first, but she let Gal put it down, and then she dropped it, hey. and then. Patty Jenkins. De- Patty Jenkins. And then um, WG dropped it. So it was like everybody was like allowed to drop it at a certain point. <laughs> right. I don't know. I guess, the, I, guess, I guess they allowed Gal to do it first. Anyways, so I decided to go, oh my gosh, look at that. One year from today's date, the movie will be out. And look at this poster. I should share this with my <laughs> fellow guys. This is and the be awesome. response I get back from Yasha. What up? Uh, see, I don't even remember Black. what I said. Blah. Yeah. You said you said blah. You said blah. Oh. 
That's what I thought that's what you were referring to. I wasn't sure if that's what you were actually alluding to, but yeah. So I got to know. I got to know. What's blah? What is it? What's happening? What's the thought process I wasn't impressed. Oh, okay. I wasn't impressed with the poster. I thought it was kind of, um, I don't know. I felt like it was a little busy from the posters that we had when she first came out to this one. Um, I don't know if they're just trying to play on the 80s because of the whole, everything was very fluorescent at that time um but i don't know i just i wasn't impressed i was kind of like whatever like it just you know like it didn't it didn't resonate with me and don't get me wrong like i'm freaking stoked and excited to see this movie like i am i'm like i'm ready to see it like i'm so excited and i hope 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 that it lives up to what the first one was because i thought the first one was absolutely brilliant lots of fun a very very fun movie and this one just this poster just kind of didn't do it for me i thought the other one was cool simplistic it was fun there was a couple of different ones the one with the silhouette one with her arms crossed over her chest one where she's holding uh her face i mean uh one where she's holding a sword it's just like yeah she looks like a badass and then this one where it's all colorful and she's just kind of there uh, i don't know what to i don't i just don't know what to take from that like it's just so busy like to me it just well I, don't know. I guess it was too busy for you because for me like yeah it's the colors are very vivid and they're they do kind of take away but i will say if you look a little closer her her costume i mean she's wearing battle armor like i thought she was wearing battle armor she's wearing gold metallic just armor armor like yeah like yeah. literally no, on her, now, on her yeah. upper thighs like her yeah. shoulder she's got shoulder pad plating like i'm like yeah dang Pull what is what is gonna like happen that. in this movie that would require her to wear yeah. this outfit holy hell yeah this is gonna be awesome i still dig the first outfit because of the traditional garb that she has like it played like gal pulled it off like i was just like man she looks like a badass oh no totally take away from the fact that she would take away from the fact that don't take away from the fact that she was a bona fide badass and like i said i think i said this in one of our shows like when we saw her in batman versus superman i was like if her movie is anything like the music and the action scenes that she was in oh it's going to be over the top awesome and it was. It was fantastic. I was just nothing but... I was continuously impressed throughout the entirety of the thing. It was great. But I just... With this poster, I just was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I like the original costume. And I like it because it, it harkens back more to the original costumes that we've seen in the comics and then even in the old TV show. But I think it even kind of evoked a lot from just her ancestry with the Amazons. And it, it really mm-hmm. pulled together. Mm-hmm. This is like... Ah, man, it's gold-plated warrior. Like, what is up? Like, what is is going to happen to this movie? Like, this has me very excited and very curious. I'm like, what? I mean, look at that. I mean, she looks like she's in an 80s rock video, which it's in the 80s. No. Yeah, Yeah, I'll agree. It does look like it's an 80s rock video. We'll have to put this photo up on the, the thing. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I'm not like overly like, oh my God, this is amazing, but I, I think it's a cool image. I think so too. I mean, it's not going to make up for the fact that they're not going to be in Hall H, but hey, it's... That's a whole nother topic, and I but, don't think Bobby's no, already covering that. That doesn't make up for that at all. It doesn't make up for that at all. I know Bobby's a little fired up on that one. Uh, I think well, we all are. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, first off, I think with that poster that we have, it just kind of reminds me, well, because you kind of can see the W in the background. And for whatever reason, it's yeah. giving me shades of like old school WWF logo. Um, not that that's bad <laughs> okay, or anything, but it just kind of reminds me of it, sort of. But um, they did say in an article I, I, I saw somewhere that she will still have her traditional costume. And in fact, I think it'll be from what they from what I heard, it'll be kind of closer in color tone to the uh, Linda Carter costume from the old 80s show so because we saw a clip in hall h last year and yeah if i remember right i think it did have that kind of fight sequence in the mall yeah in the mall yeah it definitely harkens back to to more the linda carter wonder woman time frame right i forget you guys saw stuff about that i mean i can see all of what they're doing like the the w in the in the design the colors the the armor everything like that i can see that and i I mean, you don't have to tell me that it's like I'm, I'm sure that they're going to have that traditional garb in there somewhere. You know, I mean, you just can't. I mean, this is clearly just her battling. But like, I don't know. I just as far as my opinion of it is just like, yeah, OK. I was just kind of curious. I, was, I wanted more explanation other than blah. You bummed Michelle out. Yeah. You did. Sorry, man. I like I get that response back. and I was like, oh, blah, huh? huh? Like, well, fuck me. I basically basically (laughs) threw my phone over my shoulder at work. I was like, yeah, well, screw that. Whatever. (laughs) See if I ever share anything again. Go fuck off and die then. I don't know about that. I'm not sharing anything else with you boys. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) Take your toys and go home. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I guess since we're on the subject of uh, stuff, and you kind of talked about it a minute ago. With WB, they said that they won't, well, the DC side of WB won't be in Hall H this year at Comic-Con. And it it threw me off because for as long as I've been going, I'm pretty sure there's been a WB panel and they've had stuff to show. Obviously, there wasn't always DC movies, but they've still had that presence in Hall H. And this year they were saying that they're going to have something off-site at an event called Scare Diego, where they'll show, I guess, some of their future WB horror films that are coming out. I think it might have been one of them. But then it, they don't have uh, a presence for their comic book movies, which just seems weird because we've got Wonder Woman coming out next June, I believe. And then you also have um, Birds of Prey and the Joker movie that comes out this year. So... I, it just seems weird that they would not have anything to show us. Um, and they're so known for having something every year. So it just, it, it feels weird and I don't understand. They've never, they at least to this point that I understand, they haven't gave a, a legitimate reason as to why they're not showing anything. But I don't know. It'll, it'll be different for sure. I mean, the only thing I saw from, I think it was Patty Jenkins on her, I don't know if it was Twitter said something along the lines of they, they chose they're not going to do any type of marketing push for Wonder Woman until like December. Really? So basically they're holding off wow, showing anything so until December. It was pretty, I'm pretty sure I read that what? somewhere. I will try to find it, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. I think I saw that on her. Was it her Instagram? I thought it was Twitter, but I, maybe it was Instagram. Well, it's like, why? Though? Well, like, why though? Like, I mean, with the, the success of the last one, it's not like you, you don't need to disappear completely. 
Like, I feel like with the success of Endgame, like, there was a push towards the end of when it was coming out. But it was very, very minimal when it came to the advertising because you know that it was coming. You know, that type of thing. And it's a big enough movie that it's like, hey, we could have a trailer just like a normal where it's like, hey, September, October, guess what? Here's your teaser. Or, you know, Hall H, here's your teaser. And then Christmas comes out. Here's your full trailer. And then, you know, just start revving it up as we get closer and closer to it. Like, I don't understand why they would pull that. I mean, it's June 5th, 2020. So I guess if you start in December, that's six months. Yeah, that I'm fine with that. It's yeah. just to me, I think the, 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 where it comes into a play is the, the whole Comic-Con Hall H thing. It's the area where you would get people no, the weird. most excited. And it, last year, you guys said you saw some parts and it was very much in the beginning stages of filming at that point in time. So yeah. now would be the time where it, from, I think Patty Jenkins had said maybe, ooh, I want to say a couple months ago that she was saying the film's done and she was kind of wishing that maybe they hadn't pushed that release date back on her request and that they could show it now. But that's like, well, if it's that ready, then why wouldn't you want to show at least a little bit of it and get people from Comic-Con hyped? I can understand if you want to save some money on budget and, and not have to, and marketing and not market it until six months, you know, before the movie, especially being around Christmas time and can show it in front of a Star Wars or whatever. That's fine. But, you know, I'm just thinking in terms of the the Comic-Con diehard faithfuls, why wouldn't you want to show them something to get them all frothing, you know, for WB stuff mm-hmm. or DC mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah. I think pulling out of the whole Mar- Hall H thing is just why? Like, why? Like, at that point, it's like, okay, why even bother coming down? Like, this is like to run a booth outside of the convention center. Like, give me a break. I feel like that's lazy. And I feel like, uh, I don't, I know nothing officially has been said, but I, I feel like we've seen like what reports that indeed it looks like Marvel was going to be in Hall H, but then, um, it was when the announcement just happened for the D23, uh, you know, slate that because mm-hmm. there's so much going to happen there, they still have not pulled out a whole age, but it seems to be the consensus after the D23 stuff, like, oh, are they really going to show up at Hall H2 and kind of basically <laughs> circumvent everything they're going to do at D23 or not? Well, that's the thing. So I had not heard one thing either way. And usually you just take it for, well, up until they didn't show up, you just took it for granted that they were going to be there. Right. And then this year, I just haven't heard one way or the other saying that they were going to be there or they weren't going to be there. But I think popular assumption was that uh, no news meant good news in the sense that I guess they will be there. But if they weren't, you would hear something about it, especially at this point when we're almost closing in on a month away from it. Right. Uh, I, you, you would think very shortly you would hear something uh, if they weren't going to be there and saving it all for D23. But I suspect, and I had heard in the past, that not only will they be showing some of the Marvel stuff there, that they would also be showing some Star Wars stuff. But that's all speculation and rumors. So we'll see. I mean, we should be getting the slate of stuff here in a uh, about a couple weeks, I guess, and so yeah. we'll start to know a little bit more. Right? Yeah. On a selfish note, I'm glad it's their year. They're gonna go. 
Whoa, I, 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 I can't hear you. Michelle, what was dogs that? could hear. Well. Yeah, why is it a secret <laughs> to everybody else? I was just saying, like, in a really selfish way, I'm really glad that Bobby and Yasha are going this year and that next year you and I will go. No, see, because Marvel will end up showing this year, showing up this year. And then if, if Star Wars shows up this year, that's going to be the thing. I'm like, God damn it. You're going to be so mad. <laughs> that's going to kill me. But... Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's just going to be in the moment. In the moment of, like, the news coming out, I'm going to be like, oh, this is so depressing. They're going to send you a text, and you're going to, like, throw your phone. It's going right. to be bad. They're like, hey, David, so guess guess who just walked on the stage? Right. <laughs> so, Michelle, was the assumption you saying sort of selfishly that um, Marvel, if they don't go this year, that they'll be there next year? Right. They may be, like, in 2020, they'll be there, and then David and I will have the press badge. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so weren't they not there last year too? No, they weren't there last year. They weren't there last year. So then that would mean that they probably aren't going anymore. If they showed up, if they didn't show up two years in a row, I would say they're probably not going. They're anymore. just done. Right, yeah. right. But 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 also with WB though, like WB was there last year and they don't show this year. Maybe they'll show the year after. And then oh, I'm sure they'll. <laughs> then yeah, David will be like, oh, we get this one. Right. But, but it's fine anyways. if you guys get to see the Warner Brothers DC panel. I really want to see the Marvel. You know panel that's always the the highlight of my saturday at four o'clock or whatever time it usually is is when marvel comes out and they um put on their presentation that's like i feel like amps up everybody yeah it does i feel like warner brothers does a really good job with the production of their panel right yeah marvel though just does a good job of knowing exactly the kind of things to show to make everything everybody ridiculously excited so Mm -hmm. for me i would agree like if i had to pick one i'd pick a marvel panel over a wp panel probably any day yeah even though wb does the whole thing with the screens and they they really Mm -hmm. go all out with like the effects and stuff in their panels it's very cool don't get me wrong a wp panel is a great panel they do the whole wraparound everything yeah it was and they always have, from what I've experienced, they always bring out all the actors and stuff like that, which does so does Marvel. But it's like Marvel does, I don't know, just a remarkable job. It's like, hey, guys, I'm just going to give you a taste. But here it is. Check it out. And you're just like left, like dying, pining for more, just jaw dropped. And you're just like, oh, my sweet Jesus, please. Like, let's make it here now. Right. Well, you guys will have a good time anyways, no matter what goes down. For sure. For sure. But I'm curious because speaking of comic book stuff, uh, a comic book movie came out this weekend, and I'm I'm wondering if, based on the numbers, if anyone of us actually saw the movie because <laughs> apparently this is the lowest X Men movie that has come out, and that's yeah. saying something really because that's, that's that's pretty big, sad. Yeah, that's a big fuck you. Excuse my language, but that's a big like like it, I mean you can't get a better response from the audience and the crowd saying yeah we're over this and nobody mm-hmm. thinks that this looks good like that's really what that came out with you know that's what i got from it i'll be honest i haven't seen it you haven't seen it I Yasha, did you see it hey, bobby you know of course i saw it man and i know that you saw it too like let's not play ourselves with that <laughs> silly silly line of questioning actually like, no come on there's times when you're so busy yasha in the weekend this is it's true like, this is true I, it's hard to know when your schedule is hitting of course you know i saw it but it's not yeah. it's not a guarantee that you saw it so i was just curious oh, but uh of course I, I did take time to see it i guess uh 
I, I guess I'll give my thoughts since I sort of brought it up then. Um, yeah, okay, so the last movie, which was Apocalypse, I thought that just, it just sank. Because for me, um, you have a character in Apocalypse that is such a, a badass X-Men villain and it just fell flat. And 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 to me, I think that's a, a, a major crime because you don't waste a character of that statue and that nature in the way that they did and 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 call it an X-Men movie. So to me, I thought it was kind of like a bad way for that movie to play itself out. But then we come to this Dark Phoenix movie and the reviews were out there. Everybody was saying essentially that it's, it's not good. It's, you know, the worst of the franchise. Um, they were dogging it pretty bad and I came out of it and I thought it was okay. It was, it was okay. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't complete trash to me, but, um, I think the problem with this movie is that they're trying to fit this dark Phoenix saga which it is in the comic books into this movie that's two hours and it just doesn't work right. It, it, it's, it all just seems too fast. Some of the beats that they hit in this movie feel like some of the same beats that they hit in X-Men, the last stand. And so why would I want to see a repeat of that? And it's, it's Simon Kingberg who directed this, who also wrote the last stand movie. So it's like he had a second chance to do it right. And I just don't <laughs> think he did. He just failed on uh, so many different parts. There's so many things in term in terms of dialogue that's clunky and doesn't fit right. There's uh, character motivations that don't seem to fit. Um, there's a lot of different time that seems to be sped up just to get us to the points that they need us to get to. And the only reason why I think I feel like it was okay was because there were some times where it felt like X-Men, like there was a bit beginning sequence in space that saw them acting like a team, like you would want them to be. And that was pretty cool. And then the end when they're in, in the big third act finale, when they're on the train, uh, there was some good action there. And, and that was like cool to me, but everything else in between in the middle, it just, it just didn't fit right. And it just felt a little bit forced to where I think, it's just at this point, it's kind of a good thing that this series has ended so that they can be reintroduced to us sometime down the line in a new, fresh way that hopefully by that point, people will be excited to see an X-Men movie again. Because at this point, like Yasha said, uh, these dwindling returns just means that people are just don't want to see these characters right now. And, and, and maybe part of it is because of the quality or the way it seems to look and come off to people as they're seeing these previews for it. They're just not interested. But at this point I can understand why just because it has been going down. I wouldn't say this movie is as bad as last stand or X-Men Wolverine origins or something like that, but it's not a whole lot better than those either. So it's, it's, it's a mixed bag for me. And um, you know, for someone that, says that they absolutely hated it and, and completely trash it. I can get their point of view. It's just that I think they did just ever so slightly enough for me for it to be just okay. 
which I mean, it's not saying much. Like if I was grading it out of a 10, I'd give it like a five, but that's, you know, where it kind of landed for me. So now I'm kind of really curious where did it land for you, Yasha? You know, Bobby, it's, it's so frustrating sometimes to, um, to go before you or after you sometimes, because honestly, I mean, more times than not, our, our opinions really do mirror each, mirror each other. And we do echo a lot of the same sentiments and the same viewpoints, especially when it comes to some of these characters that we've been so involved with for most of our lives. Honestly, I couldn't agree with you more with just about everything that you said, actually everything that you said, Mm -hmm. it was pretty lackluster. I, I, you know, I went in there 50, 50, like I remember telling you guys, it was like, I'm hit or miss with this movie coming out in the fall, uh, the summer. Like I'm not excited. Like I just wasn't, none of it looked like it was really believable or I wanted to buy into it or I was super into seeing the movie. Um, and you're right. A lot of it was repeated. Uh, Simon Kimberg, uh, I think that's what his name was. Um, he had the opportunity to do it better this time, and he just didn't. And I think that was very much reflected in the response that he got from the public because nobody wanted to go see this movie. And this probably cost north of 150 to $200 million to make easily. Um, but walking out of it, I was just like, all right, that was okay. Like, I mean, I didn't hate it. But would I like tell people to like rush out and go see it? No, probably absolutely not. I would more than likely tell them like you can wait for that to come out on Amazon Prime, or you can wait for that to come out on HBO. Like it's not deep in any sense of the fashion, and I feel like a lot of these actors were definitely underutilized in what they have the capacity for when it comes to showing emotion or range of their skills. Um, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt. Um, these are all some of my famous, uh, favorite actors. And I think that they could, they could probably have done so much more with some of these characters if they were given free range to do so. Evan Peters is another one. That guy's a, a massive, massive talent. And he was barely in the movie, mm. like barely. And he is phenomenally gifted when it comes to, uh, his characters and his roles and stuff like that. And he just was like, it was a flash in the pants. And that's not a pun on his character, Quicksilver. Like, he really was just there and then gone. Um, I just feel like the movie was okay at best. Like, there wasn't anything that I can really be like, oh, yeah, you should definitely go see this. Because you really, it's not it's not there. Like, I just felt like there was a lot of missed marks a lot of parts of the story that were changed from the original story. And Bobby, you said it best. And when you first started talking, it was like, they call it the Phoenix saga for a reason. Like this wasn't just a two arc comic book story. This was like what a couple of years of just like um, dramatic events for these characters. And they try to smash it into an hour and a half to two hours of a movie. And it does not work. Um, And honestly, it's like, I don't know if this is the kind of story that would actually work. Like, they would definitely need to have it span over the course of maybe two, maybe even three films um, and just revisit it. Like, have her come in, you know, periodically and be this kind of, like, defining force and then, like, have them try and face another problem while they're, like, trying to figure out what's going on with Jean and... But that's never the case with this. They just kind of force her into just being this bad guy and have her like all 
all these different emotions raging around with her. And I just don't think that it works. Like it's, it's a shame. Like I think they did it pretty good with the X-Men, uh, X-Men two, and then kind of going into the arc of X-Men three, just because they, when they ended X-Men two, like they showed her like, kind of like transforming, like tapping into her power. And it's like, okay, we're, we know what's to come. And that's kind of where we were headed, but it's still, it's just, it wasn't great. Like it wasn't phenomenal. I don't, I'm not sold on Sophie Turner really as an actress either. Um, there were moments when she was really solid and I was like, Oh, that's some really cool emotion. Um, but for most of the time, she just kind of stands there this with this very stoic look on her face. And she did that in game of Thrones too. There were moments when she did have some very powerful scenes, but more times than not, she just kind of stood there and talked and delivered her lines. Like I've, still waiting for that defining moment where I just look and I was like, oh, damn, she's gifted. Like, she's she's talented. But I just, I don't, I haven't gotten that. And mm. I'm just not not necessarily a full-on believer just yet. Um, but, I mean, she's fine. I mean, I guess. But it's like at the same time, it's like the movie was just kind of blah. It wasn't all that from the set design to the costumes to the music done by Hans Zimmer, who I love and... I just was like, yeah, this is uh, even Jessica Chastain, who's a fantastic talent as well. She was underutilized and didn't really I don't understand her character so much. I mean, I get it why she was there, but it was still kind of stupid. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. so anyways, that's my thoughts on it. I- I'm curious because I know Michelle is a huge X-Men fan. So one, um, how did you not get a chance to see this and two did you not really want to see it um well i mean just life gets in the way and some of you just don't get to go see movies sometimes um which is kind of the case here and i will say like i don't have a huge desire to see this it kind of it it didn't look good but i am curious to see it i'd like to see how they wrap this up um for, for lack of a better term but i mean from what i see like nothing in the trailers i've seen has gotten me excited and i will say it's it's just interesting like i feel like when i watch the trailers like i can see from the trailers that jennifer lawrence is phoning it in and i'm like oh come yeah come on yeah. like i know she's you're been done doing with that it. for two movies now Right, yeah, she's like, been like, doing that since the second one for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, just... I know that you're not feeling this, but come on. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's it's, it's frustrating hard. because it's, it's she... frustrating. The whole thing yeah, is frustrating it's... to me with the storyline. Like you're saying, Asha, like this isn't just a we're gonna cram this into a two hour twenty minute situation and make it solved. Like that's just not the way the character's supposed to be done. Like this could have they could have. Stopped it at a, at Apocalypse, which they also did no justice to that storyline either. But they could have stopped it there and started almost like a whole nother sequence where they're working with her as Dark Phoenix, where they have like the first first movie, the first film. It's like, wow, this is a shit storm. And then come the second film, like she starts ringing it in. She gets to utilize it in the proper ways. And then by the third one, you know, like I'm trying to think of the group that, that she, they go up against and she's the only one that really can throw them down. And 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 have it like wrap up with her being the ultimate badass and helping the X Men like defeat what's that group called the forty sixty four I don't even remember anymore. 
But, you know, that would be a really cool arc to see like three films kind of arc with her going through the storylines that has the Dark Phoenix, but that doesn't happen. We're just getting shoved into an hour and 20 minutes and it's like, okay, thanks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, it's it's sad because you're right. Like Jennifer Lawrence definitely did phone in and she was like over it. Like, I think after the first one. Yeah. And it's a shame because... I mean, she just became a, a massive star. Like she's yeah. just like, I don't, I shouldn't, I don't have to put on makeup like this anymore. So why do I have? Why should I have to? Um, and I think that was a big part of it because as you saw, like more and more, she's in her her disguised features, which mm-hmm. is basically looking like a human, and more and more she's more covered up than she was when she first started this. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not putting on all that crap again. Like you can paint my face and just call it a day. And it's just, it's very clear that she was over it. Like, I mean, I don't think, like, these other characters, like, they may, these other actors may have been over it, but I do think that, like, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy put their all into doing these roles. Like, I just yeah. don't think that they had the range or the, 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 the moments to actually do it. Like, there's a scene when Michael Fassbender's using his powers, and you're just like, I mean, I believe it. Like, you know, you're just looking at the guy and you're like, Jesus, this guy's so good. Like, he's so freaking talented. Um, and then yeah. you look at um, Sophie Turner and you're just like, yeah, no, I don't believe that. Like, not even a little bit. <laughs> it's like, like, okay. Like, Michael Fassbender makes these faces where it's like, oh, my God, he's he's really making the veins in his neck and his face <laughs> pop out. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. not CGIing that. Like, no. he's literally that intense right now. And yeah. that that's that's a credit to his his abilities. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Dark Phoenix. Well, did anyone else get to see any any other stuff this week? I did. Oh. Well, what's I up? got a chance to watch Godzilla: King of the Monsters yesterday. Oh, what? I'm <laughs> curious to hear about this. We were de- we debating on whether or not you would even watch it, just because we know how you feel about the the Godzilla movies and King Kongs and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, I gotta uh, hear well, this. Like, let's. I'm not incredibly proud of this, but I did. Um, bunny hop or theater hop right into that right after i got done watching uh dark phoenix wasn't gonna give them my money but i was like oh it's starting right now let's watch it. Let's check it out <laughs> oh my gosh oh, nice. that's that that happened yesterday. Yeah, you use your uh, A-list, quote unquote. I was going to say, you use your AFC A-list, right? Yeah. That's what we'll um, say. So, yeah, I watched that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I can see what they were doing with the movie. And even not being a fan of the franchise or the history of it, really, because I didn't—I mean, I knew it was around when I was a kid, but I never really got into it. I can definitely tell that there was several references to, like, everything else to make it so much fun for people that have an affinity for it or this just love for this character. I did, however, um, I didn't really, I wouldn't necessarily refer anybody to go see it. I'm just like, yeah, this is okay. Like, I mean, it was, if I had a choice to choose between this or Dark Phoenix, I'd probably watch Dark Phoenix like three more times before watching Godzilla one more time. Like, you know, honestly, like, it was just like, eh. 
Is this okay? Wow. Things that annoyed me. Let's jump right into things that annoyed me. Um, things that annoyed me. The fact that they were throwing King Kong down your throat, not once, not twice, but like three different times, several different occasions, they kept making references to Skull Island and Kong and Titans and all this other shit. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. We get it. Like, this is part of the same world to the very point where we actually see a video from Kong on the screen. I'm like, Jesus, this is fucking annoying. Um, so there was that. Uh, the other thing, the the predictable dialogue that they had in some parts of the the movie. Like when when Ken Watanabe, I think that's what his name is. Ken, Ken Watanabe. Uh, Watanabe, excuse me, thank you. Ken Watanabe is talking and he's giving a speech. I'm like, don't you say it. Don't you dare say it. Don't you fucking say it, Ken. You are messing with powers you have no idea to account. You can't compromise. Ah, oh, fuck you, man. Like, no, I just knew it was coming and I didn't want to see it. I, I didn't want to hear it. And there it was clear as fucking day. I was so annoyed when I saw him building up for that moment. And it's like, and then it came and I was like, Dude. I was like, whatever. Um, so that annoyed me. Things that I loved, loved the surprise. Um, no, don't don't say okay. it. I guess. <laughs> All right, some of the characters being who they <laughs> didn't opt to be. I, I kind of stopped because I wasn't sure if we got any spoilers. Or yeah, no, 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 so, no, spoilers. no, no spoilers. Okay, but, no spoilers. But, but um, if we've seen the I movie, did, we all know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was so pleasantly surprised with some of the turns that the storyline had taken. And that is something that I was thoroughly impressed by. Kyle Chandler is a beast. That guy's a fantastic, fun actor. I like to watch him. Um, I like to watch Vera Farmiga. I think I'm messing her name up, but that's all right. Um, as well. I like watching Ken. I think he's fine. And I was stoked to see um, Thomas Middle Middletitch in there, more commonly known as from um, Silicon Valley. If anybody watches Silicon Valley out there, he is uh, he is Richard Hendricks from Silicon Valley, um, and he started doing commercials, I think, for Verizon. Now. Say that he's the new Verizon guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a new Verizon guy. I thoroughly like him. I think he gets typecast a little bit, though. It looks like he's playing this nervous guy in almost anything that he does. I also really like Bradley Whitford. I thought his character was a lot of fun. So. I'm not a fan of the big monster type of movie genre, which you guys kind of know, and anybody that listens knows as well. But I did find this relatively entertaining. It was okay. The surprise with some of the twists that they had definitely worked for me. I wasn't expecting that. And um, that's pretty much it. I just kind of was like, all right, yeah, this is this is fine. But I, again, I wouldn't jump or run if you're – I mean, if you're a monster fan and you like to – Godzilla series, and yeah, go go fucking see it. You're gonna enjoy it. But if you're not, then you know you can probably wait on it. <laughs> well, I am a big monster fan, so <laughs> I did make sure I went to go see this movie when it came out, and I had a chance to listen to David and Michelle's review of it. So I know what their thoughts are, and I know what Yasha's, Yasha's thoughts are now. And I think out of the three of you, my my feeling about the movie is pretty close aligned to Michelle's because, um, you know, it's Godzilla, and I just want to see Godzilla fighting other monsters. And I think all of us can agree that 
uh, we need more monsters and less humans in these movies, just like you need more Transformers and less humans in, in their movies. At least with Bumblebee, that one was, was a better balance. But um, this one, it's just they get in the way. It's like every time, literally and figuratively, they every time they show up on screen, it it doesn't quite grind to a halt, but it, it, it it's it's pretty close because... A lot of the dialogue is is very clunky for the humans. It, it's just it's just their cookie cutter um, cliches dialogue. of characters that you always yeah. see in these types of movies. You've got the army yeah. people, you've got the people who are trying to help save the world or save everyone. And yeah. the worst thing to me about this uh, about the humans in this movie is uh, they do some things in this to you. You would think you're you're they want you to care about the human characters in it, but they do something right off the bat or pretty close to it to where you kind of like, well, I hope you die. <laughs> and so you you never I never <laughs> gain back uh, any of that trust for those characters after a certain point because I, you know, to me they were on the on the on the wrong side of things. So already I wasn't a fan of the humans. But then, you know, getting to see the stuff with Godzilla and all his glory and one of the things Michelle um, mentioned that I actually saw, well, heard today when I was at the movie theater is something that I just love the sound of, which is when his battery, his battery, when his, his <laughs> lightning is charging up and you hear that. It, I, I was coming out of the a theater and I, I was going past, and it was literally at that point, and I was like, oh, that's Godzilla. And it's just the effects sometimes are so great and so brilliant, especially with Godzilla. And I will agree that Ghidra, he was lacking a lot of times in terms of his look and his design. But um, just seeing them fight and, and get that screen time was great, and I'll agree that they did do a lot of King Kong references, but I, I think that's for anyone who hasn't seen the other movies and seen this one, and just for them to be aware so that when King Kong versus Godzilla comes out late next year, um, well, technically it's supposed to come out in March, but I think they said that they were going to push it probably to August or September to get out of the way of some other stuff, but once that comes out, I think they're just sort of seeding that for people so that They'll be anticipating and expecting that, like you said, Yasha, that letting people know they're part of the same universe and world. So when that movie comes out, the people will be like, okay, now I want to see this. But um, yeah, overall, I, I did enjoy it. I liked it just because it gave me more of what the first one lacked for me, which was seeing Godzilla do his thing and, and being there and being the badass that he is. So it was cool getting to see that and, and getting that itch scratched but aside from that the humans continue to be a problem to me in these series but i really guess there's not much you can do about it because you can't obviously have a hour and 40 minute movie of just uh cgi creatures i mean that budget would be astronomical so they obviously can't but they have to do a better job with the humans i just think that that's the weakest point and if you could balance that out you'd probably have a really good and a big hit on your hands but that's not uh, the case so far, but uh, I am still very much looking forward to Godzilla or Kong versus Godzilla. I still need to see Kong Skull Island. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, I haven't even seen it either. It's literally 
the first movie, like you said, David, uh, myself, I feel the same way as you about King Kong. I've never been a, a big fan of King Kong, but I actually liked King Kong in uh, Kong Skull Island because they made him more of the um, the good guy, per se, in the movie. And King Kong has never been more to me than just the afterthought of uh, a lot of the other aspects of whenever he's been in movies where this is when he's like, you you, you side with him in his... Uh, in his, the way that he is surviving and living. And I thought that was one of the good things about it. I mean, the humans, again, uh, not necessarily the greatest and, and fully fleshed out type characters, but there was a good enough amount of action surrounding it and with King Kong that I thought uh, made it work for me. Right. No, yeah, I want to check it out. But, yeah, I think I, I, I might... Maybe I liked it as little as Yasha did. Yeah, <laughs> I think you, right, you and Yasha are on the same yeah. same wavelength, and Bobby and I are on the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did also, you get to I, see any? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just show. gonna say, but I also come from the background that I never saw the first one, so I don't have that at all right. at all in comparison to the three of you guys. So, right. what were you gonna ask, Bobby? What we've watched? Yeah, because um, I I know you had mentioned in the podcast or or some point that you were going to go see an indie movie uh you were going to try we're to make something this week we haven't seen i haven't been to a movie theater unfortunately this week did finally watch after the the last episode of this aired finally watched the first two episodes of chernobyl yeah um what'd you think i i really like it it's it's incredibly good it's incredibly depressing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's done spectacularly well, and it's really well written, and it's really well done, but you you have to be prepared. It is depressing as hell. <laughs> it is. And it, it's like it's like the other evening, we watched the second episode, and we had time, and I was definitely like, I'm, I would like to see a second episode, another episode this evening. However, I don't think the joy that's left in me could disappear like I can't go to bed like without something you can't watch joyful too much of it like night. you can't yeah. watch too much of it you can't binge this is not a binging series otherwise you'll just go do something horrific like to yourself <laughs> like do you know what I mean like I'm just like it's just really it's just it's depressing but it's a good depressing yeah I mean it's it's weird <laughs> because for me when I whenever there's something I haven't seen before and I can tell, oh, that looks like it's well done, but it looks really kind of dark and depressing. So I just usually just veer away from it. And mm. I, I'm afraid to say that, man, Chernobyl is just depressing because I feel like a lot of people would go, well, why do I want to see that? Like, but it, it is incredibly good. And I don't know, like maybe depressing isn't even the right word. I don't, I don't know. But there's it's just it's haunting. And that's a good word. Especially considering that this is real life, like this happened. This happened, and yes, they are. They've taken some liberties, I guess, with the story. Which I don't know if they did that on the first episode. On the second episode, they did one of those kind of after the episode little talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do with Game of Thrones, and you know, he brings up like one character that's actually kind of a combination of a whole ton of people that mm-hmm. in real life. Um, and my understanding, I haven't. <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, I haven't finished the show yet, but. My understanding is after that last episode, during the credits, they actually point out things that they changed during the credits, like it's in the show, oh. which sounds kind of interesting to me. Um, and they give reasons why. 
kind of like I think the reason they gave why that character I forget her what's what's her actress's name um Emma Emma Watson Emma Watson yes 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 Emily Watson um yeah she's basically she is a her character is created to embody basically a a large number of scientists that came in to rectify the situation that was Chernobyl but instead of having you know us follow like 10 or 20 or 30 scientists coming in they basically conglomerated them into this one character of this one woman who's coming in with this knowledge which I think is a smart thing to do because I feel like people would just get bored if they had a ton of scientists suddenly show up but with her you you care about her character and her knowledge and what she's bringing to the to to the scene yeah which I think was a smart crazy smart move on their on their end Mm -hmm. no I agree it's 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 really well done and it's one of those things like the reason it's depressing is if you know even just anything about Chernobyl it is a it is a horrific catastrophe in human history that humans did to themselves and it's 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 like it's like watching like worst war movies they're depressing if you think about it you're watching a crap ton of people die and in this one you're watching a crap ton of people die really horrible horrible way like of all the ways to die this is not it's not cool like it's just there's nothing anyways it's so in that way it's depressing but it's it's haunting and to watch the events unfold in this storyline it's there's moments you're like almost want to like bang your head against a wall like what the hell were you thinking and then there's other times you're just like, there's other aspects of it. You learn things. And you're like, even I was like, well, I think, you know, it was this big. And then you realize like, oh, it wasn't like it was this big. It was like this big. It was huge. It was so much, it's so much more than I can fathom. And it's just so much more layered and multifaceted than I think anybody could ever really know unless you really were there during that time frame and involved in the situation more. Right. I mean, I was a kid when this happened, so I don't... Yeah, it was easy for me to forget, like, how old I was when this happened. I'm like, I don't know. It's one of those things now, it's been so long that I'm like, I knew it happened in my lifetime, but I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I felt like it was even earlier than this. Like, this was... was I was nine, so it's like, I don't really remember it. Like, I I don't remember hearing about it or anything. Like, everything I learned about it, I was basically, I grew up. Right. And I learned, I was older. Seemed like I was I was young when it happened, and then we wound up in Germany a few just just like two years after it happened. Not that this is in Germany, but the thing is, is because of the Cold War and the Berlin Wall and everything. Like it was still very east is east and west when I went to Germany, and when I was there, and so there were people there that were affected by Chernobyl, and their family members were affected by Chernobyl because of the Communist Party, and so. Like, in a weird way, as a kid, I kind of was like this... I slowly learned, like, what occurred, but I don't didn't know about it till I got into, you know... God, what was, like, AP, like, Kim or something like that. I don't even know, but whatever, in high school, science class I was in. And then you really start learning about, you know, nuclear fission. And, like, it's just... It's like, oh, wow, this was a... This was a shit show. Right. <laughs> and it really was. And... I don't know, it, but it's it's really well done. It's really well done. It's funny, I Bobby. I saw a tweet you wrote 
um, before I watched that first episode, it was in, it was in, uh, it was a reply to somebody else. And it was, it was interesting going into it thinking, oh, so this is one of those situations where we have a, a, a show that's set in a country, but this is obviously a, uh, an English speaking production and everyone is speaking with an English accent. Even though this is obviously yeah. in Russia, <laughs> a UK accent, a British accent, a U, a English yes, a British, British accent, accent. You, an yeah. English accent. Um, and you know, I saw that tweet about it. And I'm like, oh, this should be interesting. But of course, like my my Twitter feed has been just completely jam packed with people just just glowing about this show. Like, no, I've heard nothing I, but amazing things like, about it. And uh, so I was like, well, this is, still has to be very good. But I'm curious about that because I remember like. That like the first movie that for some reason I really caught that on. I remember was Hugo. You know, I remember watching Hugo and thinking, "This is in Paris. Why in the hell is everyone speaking with a British accent?" (laughs) Yeah, it's just funny how that's the go-to. That's the foreign accent. If you're speaking English, but this is in a foreign country, you're gonna speak with a British accent. I don't. It's weird. Yeah, you're gonna be a Brit. But I I will say, watching the show. For some reason, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why. It just it's fine. It's interesting because I feel like it doesn't bother me with some people, but it bothers me with others as I'm watching the show. And I will say, I kind of wish there was just more subtitles. I I I don't mind subtitles at all when I'm watching shows or movies, and so part of me is kind of like I really wish that it was. Oh, like when there is like some type of Russian broadcast happening, and they're not bothering subtitling it, kind of thing. But. and I get like it's like the, there's a scene in the second episode. I get what it is. It's the feeling of what's happening, and it's fine. But I mean, like there could be more Russian yeah. being spoken, and, and then oh, they should, yeah. you know what I mean? just in just general, like just in okay. general, like I'm like more Russian could be spoken. It's cool. Like this is set in the Ukraine and Russia. It's fine. Like yeah, it's cool. It was it was it was strange. I, yeah. I just I watched the whole series and. I'd say every episode at, at some point in time, it, it entered my head as like, there is literally nobody speaking Russian with an <laughs> accent. And it was just like, it, it just, it threw me because sometimes in the series, you would have, like you said, a Russian broadcast. So, so you'd be hearing Russian in that sense. And then all of a sudden a, a character would start speaking and they have their English accent. And it's just like, oh, even like, I mean, it, it's, I can understand if the main actors, were using the English accent, but there's so many other characters you would think that some of them would have had a, an accent. Even the the person playing Gorbachev, you would think he would have right. had yeah. an accent. But right. No, he, yeah, he's got the English accent, not the Russian. So it, it was off-putting, but it takes away nothing from the quality of the, the series in terms of how well it's made and, and the production value on it and how compelling the story of it is in seeing it unfold. And I would say, I, while I enjoyed the first three episodes, the last two episodes to me were the strongest uh, of oh, the series, okay. and they really uh, hit hard for me. But um, yeah, I, it's it's definitely one of those series that you can count on seeing a lot of buzz around award season time mm. for. No, oh, yeah, I would. I'd be shocked if we Gold, didn't. Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. This yeah. is going to be a Golden Glober. Yeah, it's that's what I hear. It's word on the street. All right. Well, we're we're running out of time, but is there anything that uh, anybody is like, man, I got to talk about this before we before we go? Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Two yes. Bobby, come on now. Take a, take a steep uh, step back, brother. You're all. Yeah. Great. No, I say, go ahead, Yasha. 
Um, I watched uh, I Am Mother. Today. Oh, yeah, I saw that that dropped. And I also watched the first episode for the new Black Mirror series. Oh. Um, absolutely adore. Um, wish I could have gone through more Black Mirror, but I uh, got through the first one. It it does not disappoint. Mm. It is weird, weird, weird. And it is, I mean, it is very much the stereotypical water cooler conversation uh, the next day after you watch it. I so can't wait to hear what you have to say about the first episode, Michelle. Like, I really can't. Like, it's. I've got to watch this. I'm, so, I'm behind. I didn't watch last season of Black Mirror. Oh, I know because you have so many episodes that you can get to now. That's I, so much fun. I know. So I have to knock out last season and now this season. And I feel did like you watch Bendersnatch. And I didn't. I never watched Bendersnatch either. And that's the other part. Like, honestly, like, I feel like I'm failing the Black Mirror people. Like, <laughs> I feel like I really need to do that. And the thing is, there's just so many other things like. Uh, Handmaid's Tale just dropped again. Season three just dropped this week, the first episode. And then tonight is like Big Little Lies. And I'm just like, there's so many things. But, oh, Yasha, you give me hope. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and then I also, as I said, watched I Am Mother. Yeah. And that didn't disappoint either. I genuinely, genuinely enjoyed that movie. It's it's one to have conversations about too. Like it's kind of like you can interpret it several different ways. Like you really, really can. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like if I dive too into it, it it'll definitely reveal some of the, the storyline and the, and the, the spoilers, if you would. Um, but it was, it was interesting. But um, so, like, what do you I, think of Hillary Swank? Oh, she was fine. She was good. But okay. you know, honestly, her role was relatively small. Huh. So don't get super hyped to get a chance to see her. But she did a really good job. Um, but her character is like interesting, and it's like you can interpret her character a couple of different ways. And that's something you're just gonna like. You can you can have your own opinion about, or you can like. It is just interesting. Like it, it really, really was an interesting, interesting story, um, and I, I definitely liked it. Yeah, I, I want to see that. On IMDb gives it like a six point eight on the rating, and I think that's undeserved. I think they deserve definitely like a seven point five or maybe an eight when it comes to what the story is and how it really kind of portrays itself. So that's it. Those are those. That's what I've watched. You know, I'm I try to make up in true fashion since I've been gone for a couple of weeks. Um, and give my opinion and share some stories of what I have watched and surprise everybody with me watching um, Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> Bobby, what were so, you going to say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I actually, well, just to jump on what he was saying in terms of Black Mirror, I did watch that as well. Um, but uh, having the fact that Yasha's only seen one and uh, you guys haven't seen any yet. I'll just wait a little bit longer to get into that, but I have watched that. Can't wait to talk about it. Um, saw the first two episodes that are available for Swamp Thing, and mm. this series plays very much like the person who's helped bringing it to us, which is James Wan. Um, it, it has a horror element to it that I think 
lends itself very well to this character. And the first episode is a pilot, uh, the like a um, uh, origin story. So it's kind of falls along the lines of what you would normally see from an origin story. But by the time the second episode kicks in, uh, some interesting aspects start to kick in and uh, you really see the way that they're kind of making this feel very much like a horror series. And uh, just sort of on a side note, it's already been canceled by um, DC universe. There's a couple (laughs) of different reasons they say, but I guess in my opinion, the real uh, thing is probably they just have a, a concern in terms of the behind the scenes in terms of where, they wanted this series to go and what kind of series they want it to be. And, um, yeah, apparently it's no more. But uh, so far, the two episodes I've seen, I, I'm into it. So I'll definitely keep watching that. I also had a chance to watch Fleabag, which is a, a show that I keep hearing a lot about. Um, haven't watched it all yet. I'm on season one. I've watched the first three episodes. And it stars... Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and she is such a quirky uh, character in this in that she's almost a, a character that is a ne'er-do-well that you don't really uh, expect to root for, and at times you don't because you, you, she's in the wrong about things. But she is a character who breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience, and it's, it's, it's as the Brits would say, cheeky. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's very delightful and, and fun. And uh, along those lines, I've been watching the second season of Killing Eve. And if you haven't seen the first season, uh, it's really good. And that stars Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer. And it's created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So there's a connection there. And, um, yeah, it's about this uh, sort of assassin that is played by Jodie Comer. And um, Sandra Oh is the person who's assigned to the... I think it's MI, not MI6, but uh, the real British sort of CIA uh, group of people. And she's trying to track her down. And they have this very weird cat mouse, but sort of like uh, they have some sort of weird attraction towards each other that it plays out in such a crazy, uh, different and, and weird and quirky way. But I'm enjoying it. So. That's uh, season two, and it just wrapped, I believe, last week. And Michelle, you sounded excited when I started talking about Fleabag. Did you want to watch that too? No. So I've heard really great things about Fleabag, and season two's dropping or just dropped. So I decided to start watching season one because I have another friend who watches it, and she says it's really great. So I was like, okay, well, I hear things, and you're saying it's good, so I'm going to check this out. So I've already knocked out first four episodes, Bobby, so I'm already at one ahead of you. Oh, look at you. Okay. See, you're holding out. You have been watching stuff. It's so good. She, she forgets what she watches. I don't forget what I want. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, it's super good. It, the writing is is killer. And yeah, the main actress is so good. And it's just so refreshing to see. Honestly, again, it's kind of like a little bit the inside, I think, of a woman's minds and the way they think and the way they perceive things. Like I think a lot of people like write women off sometimes like, oh, well it's almost like the weird adage like you know sugar and spice it's like no no we're dirty horny nasty not great people too sometimes and like it's like she gets into it like she's like no no i'm basically a piece of crap but i'm a lovable piece of crap and like that's how i think most people are and and it's it's honest and and good and funny and smart and cheeky and yeah it's so i i'm really enjoying fleabag i'm very happy with it and i'm probably gonna start 
locking that one down. There's just so much stuff out there right now. Yeah, I, I keep so trying to cram things. it all in. So uh, let me finish my list off really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a chance to see Ma, and Ma was very nah. Uh, it was yeah. not that great. Um, Octavia Spencer's great in it. She's chewing scenery. Uh, she plays this, uh, uh, I guess, sort of a, a, a character that's on the outs, and she was not had the greatest childhood growing up, and so she meets these group of friends that are – uh, the children of people that she went to school with and she tries to exact revenge on these kids to get back at their parents. And I would say the last 20 minutes were good, but up until that point, it was just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's cliche. And so um, I would say you could probably wait on that one, but I did enjoy that last 20 minutes. And um, I got a chance to see when they see us on Netflix, which is I the Ava DuPay. Oh, it's good. so good. It's so good. It's like in, in in a lot of ways, you know, where Chernobyl is taking this real true thing that happened and, and showing it to you and, and it becomes kind of like um, haunting, as you said. I think that's the same way when they see us is it's haunting. It's about these five kids who were in Central Park the day a uh, and these five African-American kids in, in, in Central Park the day that a, a, a white female was raped and they get essentially uh, corralled by the police just because they were caught by the police being in that area. And it shows you their whole uh, time that they go from being uh, caught to where they get incarcerated for this crime that they did not commit and shows you throughout the release of them and in terms of when they were in jail and in their whole story. And it's very, very well done. And I uh, thought that it's definitely something that you should see. It's, it's one of those things where David said it's, it's kind of hard uh, when something is not as uplifting and fun to watch. But I think it's, it's a story that, since it's true to life, uh, needs to be seen by people and, and uh, appreciated. But um, definitely see that. And it came out, uh, I want to say, like not last Friday or the Friday before that, but it's out there. It's getting good and, reviews too. People are yeah. really, it's, it sounds like it's going to be another Golden Globe kind of situation. Absolutely. That's going to be a good one. I really want to see that one too. For sure. And the last thing on my list is uh, I got a chance to see Rocket Man. And that is the sort of a musical fantasy slash biopic of Elton John. And it was, it was great. I thought the production value on it was so much more than not to compare the two movies, but last year when we had the, the queen movie, uh, all of a sudden I forget the name of Bohemian it. Rhapsody. Thanks. And that <laughs> one was like more of a straight telling of a biopic kind of in the traditional form. This is, different it feels sort of like a musical at times and people just break out into singing and there's production value in dancing and singing and it tells his whole story and it's i i it, yes there's the familiar beats that you find in every biopic of any rock star so per se where they have the drugs and the alcohol but you know i think they did it in such a clever way and tearing edgerton edgerton is like or Taryn Egerton, I guess, is is so good as Elton John in this. I feel like he was like, Rami Malek, hold my beer, because <laughs> this was fantastic. He is absolutely off the charts good as uh, 
Elton John in this. So I can't highly recommend this enough. If you want to go really see a movie see that. that's really good, go check out Rocket Man. I really want to see that. Yeah. No, I want to see that too. Yeah, it's on the that list. was one that because of the weekend it came out. Like I was like, oh man, I that couldn't fit that one in as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, with that, I think it's time to wrap things up, unfortunately. Um, as always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening or watching. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. You can also find us on face or on Twitter and Instagram at flicker underscore effect and on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. Uh, next week, we've got Men in Black International. Which I do want to see, actually. You say that like Which I don't shocking. want to see, actually. You don't want to see it? See? You don't want to see that? Not really. It's not doing anything for me in terms of uh, standing out and making it look like something that would be a fun addition to that Men in Black, um, I guess, this series. So I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it. But I'm not excited to see it. No. Oh, I'm excited. I, I think Chris Hemsworth does comedy really well. Yeah. So I am really excited to see what he does with that. Yeah, I am too. I don't. I I'm surprised to hear that anybody wouldn't be that interested in seeing it. I think it looks really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So we'll probably be talking about that next weekend, mm-hmm. among other things, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. Um, Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.